Welcome to the Vault Podcast. Classic music reviews presented by IV Creative. Now, here's your hosts, B. Cox and the crew. Greetings and welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of the Vault Podcast. Classic music reviews presented by IV Creative. It's a perspective on the classics from a fresh point of view. We appreciate you listening in to us this afternoon, evening, or morning. You could be anywhere listening to anything, but you're right here with us, so we thank you. With you today is yours truly, B. Cox, and with me, after flying solo, I have the crew back with me again. Yes, my boy, Cousin Damo, of course, Dominique Marks. He is the creator and co-host of the Raw Sex Podcast every Friday. You can check that out, a new episode. Things have been going great there. Had a few great episodes. Make sure y'all go check out, follow the Raw Sex Podcast, subscribe, and listen to it, man. Very entertaining, very insightful as well. And, of course, we also have my boy, J.O., here in the place to be with us as we chop it up yet again over the classics. And, gentlemen, welcome back. I'm glad to have y'all back with me today. As I like to tell a lot of the folks that follow us on social media, doing the show solo is okay, but it makes it a lot easier when y'all are right there to be able to bounce things off of. So, Sort of like one of those things, if you're running a race by yourself on a relay by yourself and you don't have nobody to pass the baton off to, it makes it a lot harder, man. So I appreciate y'all being here with me. So here we are. Of course, we want to thank everybody for tuning in to us and continuing to support the show through our new host, Red Circle. The numbers continue to be great. Also, shout out to all the fans stateside and worldwide for continuing to support us through social media and also through other avenues. We appreciate it always. And like we always say here in the vault, the motto is hashtag open the vault, hashtag nothing but the classics or MBTC. And today we're going to go back 20 years and we're going to go back 20 years ago to November 14, 2000 and the debut studio album of Philly's own music soul child. I just want to sing or as you see it pretty much is pronounced or spelt phonetically on the album cover particulars on music. Soul child's I just want to sing. Recorded between 1998 and 2000, runtime of 64 minutes and 50 seconds on the label Def Soul. And this was really when Def Jam was starting to expand its offerings. At this point in time, you know, they had Def Jam South, they had Def Soul. They were really starting to expand their offerings well into the 21st century. The producers on here, the production team of Vidal and Harris, um, Vidal Davis and Andre Harris, Scratch, Carvin Ransom Haggins, so you had uh, Carvin and Ivan, Carvin Ransom Haggins and Ivan Orthodox Bar- Barius, Victor Duplace, Osalini, and also James Poyser, the famous James Poyser, who has done a lot of things for The Roots and other Philly artists as well. He did work on Joe Scott's debut album as well. Three singles from this album. The first one, Sonny, Just Friends, which uh, came out in that end of the summer of 2000 and also appeared on the Nutty Professor Part 2 soundtrack. Love, which was released in the fall of 2000, and then Girl Next Door, which came out that next spring. So, guys, music so childs. I just want to sing. Debut album, 20 years old. And it's crazy. I was listening to this album this past week, and I think that, the feeling that I got from it was it transported me back to a certain time, but then it also, I noticed myself being able to sing the lyrics to these songs, almost recalling them as, as if it just came out yesterday. And I don't think that I've actually pulled out and listened to this album for quite some time, like from start to end in a long time. 
But it's like I just pulled it out, and it was almost just like I was just going back and recalling like it was what it was 20 years ago. The fact that it's been now 20 years and he's nine albums in and has moved from being on a major label to being on another major label to now being independent, you know, it's been a, quite the odyssey for him. So we'll get into just sort of thinking about what it is, you know, what you guys thought about it as it was 20 years ago and, you know, what you thought about listening to it this week. So we'll go ahead and start with you, Damo. R&B's your lane. We know this. Um, you've said it many times on The Vault, so um, on also on Raw Sex. So what was your perspective listening to it when you first heard it 20 years ago and then also listening to it this past week as you revisited it? Well, it's one of them albums that I really listened to at least two or three times. It's, it's not that many times where I don't go back and listen to this album. Like before you said, go back and listen to it, I probably listened to it by about two months ago. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> it's just one of his albums that's one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. I like, I, this one might be my favorite album from him, but it's a couple of, you know, about two, maybe two more albums that I might put right there that I like right with this one. Mm-hmm. But when I go back and listen to it, and I listened, to, I brought it back, played it this week, I was like, it takes me like you like you said. It takes you back to a time back then. Yeah, you know it was my junior year, Bowie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, matter of fact, this one, this is my senior year, Bowie. You gone now? Yeah. So, yeah. But it's it's funny that I listened to this album, and even back then, I thought of somebody doing this album. So now that same somebody is my fiance now. I mm. told her <laughs> that mm. this album, whatever I heard it then and throughout the years, mm-hmm. I've always thought about her on this album. Oh, isn't that sweet? <laughs> 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 nah, that's cool, man. So that's like cool. his songs on there, I'd be like, yeah, I've been thinking about her on this. But you know, nigga didn't shoot a shot back then. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> Indeed. Now I hear that, man. So, Jay, what about you, man? We we were in the same space, like physically uh, at the same space. And so I'm interested to hear your perspective on when you first heard it 20 years ago and what you thought about it listening to it this past week. Yeah, like same space. We had just started Morgan State University. Or I had just transferred to Morgan State University. It, I always thought it sounded dope, but I was just thinking like, like wow, like, you know, because I think around this time, Jill Scott had just come out too. So I'm thinking, okay, this is more of that, new, that neo-soul sound coming out of Philly. Philly. Um, like mm-hmm. that other song. Um, mm-hmm. Cause I think around this time, like Coffee Brown came out with that, don't mm. stop that party, don't stop yeah. the party. I can't remember how the song was worded, mm-hmm. but like mm-hmm. it kind of had that feel to it. But then you know what I'm saying? Cause I was I wasn't a big R&B head, admittedly back then. But you know, dope R&B was dope R&B to me. So yeah. you know, I heard when I started hearing more signals and like you know, actually listened to some of the joints off the album. I'm like, yeah, it's ain't, it's a nice vibe. You know what I'm saying? Even thinking back then. Like, you know, again, us being in the same space, you know how it was. Like, all the chicks were like the Jill Scott head raps, all that stuff. And yeah. And <laughs> just to inject a little humor side. I don't know if you remember this, but, like, I don't know if you went to, like, those open mics. We was at Morgan. Like, yeah, yeah. Some of the ones would try to, like, try a little too hard to be deep, at least in my opinion. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> I could, um, I could even... <laughs> um, so, <laughs> no, I'm just saying that, I'm just, like, saying it like, to give a give an idea of the, of the vibe at that time. Of like, course, I mean, yeah. So yeah. he is, I mean, because music is dope. I mean, especially, like, all the themes he took us through with the album. Yeah. Which is going on to say, like, you know what I'm saying? The whole album was really a vibe. Just, like, it was just consistent with that neo-soul energy. Like, the whole thing mm-hmm. was just a vibe. Like, mm. <clears throat> so listen to it now, I mean, it just stands out that much more for me. So like, and kind of to piggyback off Dom there, like, you know, I know he said he was like thinking about his fiance when he heard this journey. So like music's music, um, I could say it like that, mm-hmm. kind of was a place for me too, because like, you know, 
it's all so beautiful. That was like the first our first dance at my wedding, you know what I'm saying, with my wife. So mm-hmm. you know, just like it just holds a special place in my heart as well. But Yeah. Yeah, man, just like a solid piece of work. Yeah, it's it's interesting, Jay, and even Damo listening to what y'all saying, because I feel a lot of the same way. So when I first got to Morgan and we first went through orientation and went through that first week of class, I really had been listening to the radio a little bit, but not that much. I was still kind of like downloading stuff off of like, a, you know, Napster and Kazaa and stuff like that and listening to what I was in. This really wasn't in my bag, but the first thing that I remember listening to this joint was being at a party, not even a party. It might have been like a, a pep rally or something at Morgan. Mm-hmm. And this joint came on and the place went crazy. And I mean, this joint, I'm talking about just friends. You know, when that joint came on, the place went crazy. And then when I did my research on this guy, understanding, knowing the makeup of people at Morgan, we had so many people, Jay, as you remember from Philly. Like, and at that particular time, Philly was popping. So we talk about neo soul as a subgenre, and you look at the people that are big in the genre. And at that particular time, the folks that were making it were all folks that were from Philly. I mean, Joe Scott, music, Bilal. Vivian Green eventually down the line, you know, mm-hmm. folks like that that you see to start to started that whole thing, like, like what I like to call Philly soul. And that track, Just Friends, really became something that you heard at parties. Like you didn't really hear a whole lot of neo soul R&B being played at parties, but this was something that was being played at parties. And it was a real cool, laid back, like really funky vibe track. And then as you start to hear more of the singles, especially that love joint, like... <laughs> Then the album comes out, and then you hear, like, a phenomenon. Like, so I lived in OC at Morgan, which was the freshman male's dorm at that particular time. The phenomenon was is that you would hear this CD being played and this album being played out of guys' dorms room with no women in it, right? (laughs) (laughs) Now, you would definitely have it in there if there were women in there. Because this wasn't even necessarily a lineup to get the draws type CD. This was like really could be just like a chill CD, like really just for you to be able to vibe out with a joint. And if like if you put something like this on, you may have really liked the youngin that you was with if you was chilling with her. You know what I'm saying? Because that's the type of vibe that the music gave off. As time started going and then when I got this album and started playing it. I just started going through it and realizing like, yo, this dude's a little bit different. Like in the lyrics that you hear things that were, he wrote a lot of his lyrics, but then, you know, you get writing and stuff from like Dre and Vidal writing from Carvin and Ivan, like these type of lyrics. And it's like, it really was very plain, you know what I'm saying? Almost even in the same vein, what you used to get sometimes, I guess I, as much as I hate to say it, R Kelly, but like with Dave Hollister, what you would see later on from a guy like life Jennings, it really was like kind of to the basic bare bones speaking to that everyday type of dude, like how somebody would write. And that's really because that's what he was. I mean, looking at his story, he was for a big portion of this time leading up to this was homeless before he linked up with Jazzy Jeff and a touch of jazz studios. And then he met up singing background for Joe Scott and background for Aries. And that's the feeling that you got from this. You know, I used to play this all the time. So when I had a few Neo Soul albums and a few of them came out this year, this was one of the ones that I played a lot. And then you heard this everywhere you went around Morgan. Like you said, we had those open mic joints, Jay, that you talked about. You would hear tracks from this being played during those little break sessions, you know, along with Jill Scott, along with Erica Badu, along with Fertile Ground and a couple other ones that were hot during that particular time. But it really was a vibe. The production 
great. The lyrics on here, great. I mean, it's so many different layers to this. It's like you can chill to this. You could, you know, you could have a romantic vibe to this. You could literally, it could be uplifting. It could be sad. It could be everything. You get that from so many of the different tracks, which we'll get into in just a second. How the variation, the variation of emotions that you get from here is ridiculous, man. And listening to it this past week, I was in the car just to bring a full circle with my fiance. And um, I forgot what track it was that we were singing. And we were both literally singing this joint almost to the top of our <laughs> lungs, like harmonizing and everything, you know. Mm-hmm. So it just kind of just speaks to really how this album transcends through time. And it does bring me back to that time, like you said, Jay, the canteen, second floor of McKeldin, being in the ballroom, being at Old Murphy, being through yep. the dorms and then seeing like, yo, it brings me back to a really great time because the vibe is cool, man. Seeing there where his career came from them, it's like it just gave you an idea of what you would expect later on. And this still doesn't really get said enough. When we talk about like those three album runs, like if you guys are on Twitter, you see on Twitter, they said, you know, this is a three album run that doesn't get talked about enough. Like his first three album run doesn't get talked about enough. (laughs) When we talk about this joint, just listen and then soul star. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, you want to talk about some quality, quality R and B music. Like, bro, it's right there. You know what I'm saying? And not really a big drop off from one album to the next, if any at all. That's where we are. So now we're just going to get into your highlights and lowlights, uh, see what it is that you like, what you didn't like, and uh, just sort of if you guys could give me maybe three highlights and then also a track that you, a sleeper track, you know, that something that you listened to it this past week or that you listened to it recently, which you really got to appreciate a little bit more. So I'll, I'll start with you, Damo. So your highlights. Too many highlights for me. <laughs> <laughs> I really don't really have no low lights on here. I would say, you know, back then you probably was, I would say love was probably one of my favorite songs, Mm -hmm. but then it was because it was beginning of the song, Mm -hmm. the album, whatever. But then further I get into the album, really paparazzi actually is my favorite song on the album. Wow. Okay. That's that's interesting. I guess from the relationship, yeah, I've been in a whole record relationship, so mm-hmm. paparazzi just yeah. always spoke to me of how things would go. Like, yo, chill for a moment. Put your bags down. Yeah. <laughs> Hit me out real quick for you roll. <laughs> 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 We've been fussing and fighting, you know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. I'm like, hold on, calm down. Relax. Hey, sh- every time, that paparazzi was my favorite. And then, you know, the 17, John, I could hear that one because... It reminded me of Bowie High School. Yeah. How all the youngins looked like they supposed to have been not at Bowie High School, like they supposed to have been at Morgan or whatever. Yeah. And I could see Bama's getting caught up with the Jones. Even teachers looking like, yo, y'all, y'all yeah. class. Even going back years later, going yeah. back to Bowie, teachers was like, yeah, they don't got them like how y'all got them. I said, I'm looking at the kids there. I'm like, damn, these are like kids. kids. She's a junior? Yeah. I'm my freshman. Like, they was grown women. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, yeah. The teacher like, yeah, they don't got, they don't look like the, how y'all looked in here. I said, oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> but I, that song right there, like, oh, yeah. 17. Yeah. 17. She was just 17 years old and I was dead from, she, from the door. <laughs> uh, she had trouble getting at the, the door. Brother, yeah. I oh, ain't trying man. to get locked up for messing with this young, young Joe. Joe. Exactly. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. You know, I said Philly Stan would say Joan. Joan, like. yeah. <laughs> That's great. Some young Joan. Yeah. Yeah, man. But yeah, it really ain't no low lights to me. Like, 
I can right from the beginning, from the it just goes with me. It's a good flow, and like you know, you was already saying is. You know, it's a lot of times I done played this junk cleaning up around the house. Mm, <laughs> no yeah. yagging in the house. Just throw that junk on. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You, all right. Yeah. And it's a junk you put on. If you really, if the yagging come over, you really ain't trying to mess up the mood or start the mood. It's just on just to have the, the yeah. energy right. Yeah. 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 No low lights to me. Yeah, indeed. Okay. Well, Jay, I'll ask the same to you, man. Highlights, <sighs> lowlights, any sleeper tracks or anything that you got to came to appreciate more recently? I guess I have to echo Dom as far as like I couldn't like really know low lights on this one, mm-hmm. but like favorite drinks like Girl Next Door because I think that's one we mm-hmm. can all relate to. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Growing up with a young and you didn't mm-hmm. necessarily think it was maybe all that. Not saying she was a bucket and then back in the day, but um, but you know she grew up to be like bad or whatever like yeah. that. And you know that back and forth saying like if I knew you was on channel like this, I'd have been nice to you. And yeah. mm-hmm. I think we all can relate to that one. So and plus the video for like the visual like really like. Mm-hmm. Don't really did it justice. Um, so the joint Mary go round. I mean, Ooh. he was even though it was a track about him like being hurt in his feelings, like how he just spelled mm-hmm. it out, like Mary, how could you be so cruel? I thought that yeah. was dope. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and just like really communicate like how how hurt he was by her actions and everything like that. So I just thought that was like a really well put together track. You know what I'm saying? So um, yeah, like you said, Dom the joint seventeen, like. You know what I'm saying? Like, really kind of wish R. Kelly would took a page from this song. And like, not- <laughs> right. <laughs> and no, with a, even though even though by this time, I mean, it was, he was pretty much too far gone. It was, it was oh, like, yeah. Like, after he found mm-hmm. him out. Either way, he, maybe he could have heeded some advice and got his ish together, but right. obviously that wasn't the case because two years later, I know you remember um, be like, you know, that tape being tape sold on the Tape came out, exactly, <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm, yeah. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, settle for my love, like dope track. Plus, I just love that song, the original by Patrice Russian. Yeah, like they really, yeah, they did that train justice. Yes, sir. Yeah, so, did. um, you know, what I mean, like, cause I, I was kind of skeptical at first, like, you know, cause I, I like, I, I just listened to, to, like, to the original so much, like, I just know how it is, like that, da, 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 like mm-hmm. how it comes in with it. Mm-hmm. But then, like, you know, as they hit their notes and melodies and like just the instruments, I was like, okay, yeah, y'all, yeah, you did your homework on this one, bro. Like, mm-hmm. you straight. And then, um. The Jones, you'll be all right. I think that's another one that we know we go relate to going through rough times. And, you know, it was funny. I was actually looking at when I was like listening to this on YouTube, looking at the comments, like how people say they got through their rough times, particularly like, you know, like losing family members, which mm-hmm. 2020 has been brutal. You know what I'm saying? Like, as far as just like losses, like, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? So that's definitely like one that really like speaks now as far as, you know, I think everything because. You know, it's just been a stressful year for everybody. I think I think we've all been affected by the by all the events. So absolutely. Yeah, uh, I'm trying to think. Um, yeah, I mean, like, and L is gone because I mean, I think I feel like he took a page from D'Angelo's book, like that Brown Sugar book, mm-hmm. and made that track. So, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was another another highlight of mine. So, yeah, and you know what? Yeah, no low lights. And you know what's crazy about L is gone when he did a track? He actually said, you know, that he actually wasn't talking about weed in that track. He was actually the L literally is love. That's what he, that's so, it's almost like the reverse thing, what he was talking about, right? Like, we listen to Brown Sugar, you thought he was talking about women, but actually he was talking about weed. And L is gone, you think he's talking about weed, but he's actually talking about love. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, <laughs> but then, um, and then they took that beat from the next movement and sampled that yeah. and used that to rework that track, man. So, yeah, I hear you. Very well done. My highlights, it's a lot of them, but... Um, <laughs> If I could speak to anything as far as like the guest spots, and there aren't many on here, but Ayana and Ayana, who is a member of Aries. So Aries is a 
a female R&B duo based in Philly made up of uh, identical twins, Ayana and Ayinke. And they figured prominently in background vocals and then also on leading vocals. They did, as you know, on Girl Next Door, they had background vocals on Ella's Gone and Settle for My Love. So I love their work on here, and particularly, especially with Girl Next Door and Settle for My Love. Settle for My Love is probably in contention for my favorite track on here because it's a remake. And then, like you said, sometimes people do remakes and don't go doesn't go right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Especially a classic like that. Mm-hmm. But it was so well done. And the vocal arrangements I thought were great. The instrumentation on there was great. I love Just Friends. It's a it's a the the leading single. Everybody knows it. It's one of his you know most popular tracks. But that was a great track too. And then to be able to hear that and hear the breakdown like right around I don't know two fifty eight two fifty six when they break it down. Great bass line. Merry Go Round is that other track that's in contention for my favorite track on here because like you said it was cleverly done. It was a change of mood. It wasn't just thought about love and happiness and everything. It was really about having to go through dealing with some hurt and some pain. And as you say, Jay, him being able to spell out literally M-A-R-Y-H-O-W-C-O-U-L-E. I mean, it's like he spelled out. How could you be so cruel? And it's like, I think when I first heard that, I think I rewound that joint before we I, you could even get on the Internet and see lyrics. I think I rewound that joint like five or six times trying to spell that joint out to say what it was he was saying. I love it, though. And the bass lines, bass lines on here are all cr- ridiculous, though. A sleeper track, though, on here for me that I got a little bit more of appreciation now would definitely be You Be All Right. And it's like I drew the parallel when I talked about Brown Sugar earlier this year, how the last track on that for Hire with D'Angelo sort of had like that gospel feel to it. And not to say that You Be All Right was sort of like sound like a gospel track too, but you get those same undertones when listening to it. And, you know, it's, you know, hearing those organs in the background and then also that upright bass, hearing that play in the background. And the message is not, I mean, somewhat similar to what Hire was on Brown Sugar, but you sort of get, I think it's similar how like those two albums close each other out with that type of sounding type of track. I think when I listened to it yesterday, and that's a seven, and this is the longest track on the album, it's seven minutes long. I think I rewound it probably like two or three times back to back, just listening to it. It's an awesome track to listen to. It's a great way, I think, to close up the album. And it's sort of like, I guess, the way you could say how the variation of emotions. You get the, hey, just trying to chill, to, hey, I love you, to, hey, how could you break my heart, to, oh, my goodness, I'm about to go to jail for statutory rape, to, <laughs> to hey, let's work it out. We, I, done, I did wrong. You did wrong. Let's try to let this whole thing work. I mean, a lot of depth, and that's what you really want to see. Sometimes you get into some of these R&B albums, and they it's all the same thing. It's either all lovey-dovey or all, you know, women ain't shit or men ain't shit type albums. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so it's it's a lot. To, that's why I think I, that the brilliance of this album is, is that there's a lot of depth of emotions here and a variety of emotions. And that's real life, everyday things. Like, nothing is ever the same. You know, you're going to have you're going to have your good times and your bad times. And that's what I loved about listening to this is that it didn't really sugarcoat everything as though everything was this big utopia. It really seemed like what you were going through on a day to day life to life basis. So those are my highlights. And like you said, it's not really any lowlights on here, man, because 
<laughs> I mean, you go through and it's not really something you can't. I mean, could you skip something on here? Sure, if you want to hear a song. But I think if you're skipping anything on this album, it's because you want to hear one song in particular more than you want to hear another, but not because yeah. you don't like that song. You know, like we get to that. There are songs on here that everybody loves and everybody has their favorites. Like you said, Damo, like your favorite was Paparazzi. And I think you're the maybe the first person I've heard that has said that that was their favorite song, which is not a bad thing. Because I think if you talk to, I want to say, maybe 20 different people, you'll probably get 15 different answers from those 20 different people what their favorite song on this album is. And that's another hallmark of a great album when you can kind of go to, all right, this is my favorite song or that one is, is no, well, this is my favorite, you know, cause there's a lot of different things to pull from here. A lot of good quality. What I pulled from it more so than everything else in the interviews that I read listening to music is that he wanted sort of to create a project where he could feel like, all right, this is for the dude that isn't necessarily the Casanova is, but it's really the dude that you can either chill with the one that you could commit a crime with or the one <laughs> that you could study with and the one that you could build a family in a long-term relationship or a marriage with. Like he really wanted to take these composites of everything of what he was at that particular time and really put it into this album. And then to getting all the different producers and writers to work on this with him and then having the guidance really of someone like Jazzy Jeff and guys at touch a jazz studio to look over this. I mean, really kind of gave him the ability to sort of put this together I mean, it's 64 minutes. I mean, it's a it's a longer than usual album, a lot longer than some of the ones that we've heard earlier this year, but it doesn't really feel that way, you know? No, I really don't. <laughs> I really mean, don't. a car ride we took out, like I said, with my, the car with my fiance, we took a ride out and, and we drove around for a little while, man, and it was a nice little soundtrack driving around, getting our things done for the day. So it really was. So when somebody asks you about this album and they ask you, what's the first track that comes to your mind with this? What's the first one that you think of? And I'll, I'll ask you first, uh, Jay, what's your first track? Somebody says, okay, music. I just want to sing. What's the first track that comes to your mind? Probably the girl next door joint for me. Mm-hmm. Okay. Damo. I was going to say the same thing, either that or 143. 143? Because, you know, once once he came out with 143, that's my fucking start texting that joint on the regular. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What is 143? What does 143 mean? It's like uh, easy. One letter, four letters, three letters. I yeah. love you. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, my track, when people ask me about this, my first one is going to be probably Settle for My Love. And... Uh, <laughs> I was listening to that yesterday and I was just like, man, this is just a, this is the reason why I can pull this album out and be like, yo, these are one of these deep cuts in the albums that you pull out to be like, yo, some albums you get are top heavy and the singles are just it. <laughs> I think Damo, you would like that with the faith album we did earlier this year. <laughs> some people, but somehow people are like that when you listen to albums, they're single heavy. And then the deep album cuts are either mediocre or some trash. With this, you get into the deep cuts of these albums. You really start getting into the quality of what this album has, man. So and now we get here to the test, to the test of time, and see what you guys think about it. You know, what say you as far as music soul childs? I just want to sing. Is it certified classic, borderline classic, just a classic in its time, or not a classic at all? And I will go ahead and start with you, Jay. What say you? I'm going to have to say a classic. Mm-hmm. Certified. Yep, certified classic. Certified classic. Okay. Damo? It's certified. Yeah. Yeah. Make it unanimous. It's certified classic it's across certified. the board. It's, um, there aren't many times that you can sort of come across 
an album like this that really takes you back in the time. And it's not like when you talk about as far as like the great singers of our time, like music has one of the best voices because he I mean, really doesn't. <laughs> I mean, as a matter of fact, I remember like somebody saying they went to go see music in concert at one of like some of these like uh, these tours, like uh, throwback tours. And they mm-hmm. said he didn't sound all that great. Not that not that recently. So but it's not like he has the best voice in the world. But I think his voice works for the type of music that he's trying to do. And what he does is able to hit the the hearts and souls of the right people so poignantly that when you bring it up 20 years later, people are just like, whoa, yeah, I remember this joint, man. Like, uh, how could I forget about this joint? You know what I'm saying? And, and so that's really credit to music and credit to his team to having helping him put this thing together. And reading a lot of the anniversary retrospectives, what you start to, start to learn is the team effort that it took to put the album like this together. And they, they crafted a classic. They really did. They put a classic album together. So big ups to music and his team for that. There we are, gentlemen. Music Soul Childs. I just want to sing 20 years old exactly today on November 14th, after the day of this recording. So, y'all, make sure y'all go check it out. Um, also, there was an interview that was done. Uh, you hear a little bit of it on Questlove's QLS, Questlove Supreme, which is the iHeartRadio podcast he has. And Questlove has about a two-hour interview with Music Soul Child. And they talk a little bit about his career, about his background, and everything else. Very enlightening. So, Along with this, make sure you go check out the music, but then also go check out that interview if you're a Music Soul Child fan. I think it's very enlightening, and I think you'd be entertained by it as well. So definitely make sure y'all check that out. And that is going to wrap up yet another edition of The Vault. Please make sure you are checking us out on our new host on Red Circle. You can also check us out on any one of our Linktree links. If you get to any of our social media links, you can get to our Linktree in the bio, which will get to all of our social media channels and also all of our streaming sources. You can find us on social media on at Vault CMR Podcast on Twitter, at Vault Classic, and also on Facebook and YouTube by searching the Vault Classic Music Reviews Podcast. You can subscribe to the YouTube channel, like the Facebook page. Make sure you interact with us on social media. We appreciate all the support and all the feedback that you give here to us here on the Vault. We do it here all for you. And also a reminder to make sure that you are checking out the Raw Sex Podcast every Friday. Make sure you're joining me and Dominique for some good relationship talk, man. Entertaining, inviting, insightful, and everything else. We want to make sure y'all are checking us out every Friday for the Raw Sex Podcast. And make sure you're following them on social media too, at Raw Sex Podcast on IG and Raw Sex Podcast 1 on Twitter. We appreciate all the support. And if you have a friend, tell a friend and make sure that that friend tells a friend. We want to remind everybody to keep your headphones on and your music loud, but not too loud. And as we close, we want to remind us every remind everyone to dream big because dreams are the basis for creation. Always create, motivate, and elevate because you are never created or destined to stay stationary in this life. And on that note, we say peace. Thank you for listening and coming into The Vault. Please subscribe and follow us on Facebook at IV Creative and Instagram at IVECR8.